Hey, everybody, Chris here. Going to rattle off a few quick things. One, please check out uh, all the podcasts on the Sense Right Now uh, Addiction Recovery Podcast Network. Um, Real Sobriety with Robert McClellan, Bad Story with Laura Silverman, Buzzkill with Paul S., and uh, the Spoken Joint with the Wasted Poet, Aaron Lee. And we got back episodes of You're Killing Me, but there's something in there for everyone. Take what you can, leave the rest. Check them out, give them all a shot. And if you like something, including this podcast, please rate it on iTunes. Um, Secondly, the site, formerly known as SinceRightNow.com, is now the recoveryrevolution.online. You can still get to it through all the old URLs, but we're now officially called the Recovery Revolution. Um, the cover changes periodically on a semi-regular schedule. We have great uh, guests, many you're familiar with already, as guests on the podcast on the cover. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, we're trying to open it up and explore the full breadth and depth of what it means to be in recovery today, keeping recovery weird, keeping recovery creative, um, trying to project what modern recovery looks like when you recover out loud. And lastly, this is my second solo episode ever on this side of the mic with Mary Killian, who is a delight and a riot. Enjoy. The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast. The podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com. With your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Mary, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Excellent. I can hear you. Um... My manservant has gone down <laughs> to get my headphones to see if they work, so okay. they'll they'll be right up. So typically, what what happens um, is this this is a pre call, but I figure since um, if, if you're ready, we can we can sure. just go now. This um this is I think the second time in we've been doing this for I think like twenty months. It's coming up on two years in June. Um, the second time that neither Jeff nor Matt has been able to. Um, to be here, and they, they're both, uh, you know, send their <laughs> their their condolences, their regrets <laughs> when they find out who's coming on. That's when they they genuinely do their research. Um, you know, Jeff had taken your book um, on vacation with him over the holidays and, and uh, read um, through a significant portion of it and was eager to to talk to you. And Matt had been reading your blog and, you know, had sent me an email. He's like, wow, it's like fascinating. I'm really sorry that I just, I can't make it. Um, but they oh, have, uh, Jeff had to go out of town and Matt has, uh, his children. Um, so anyway, uh, you got me. I think that's wonderful. Okay. And you have children too, don't you? I do. Um, I have one five-year-old going, well, she's almost six, I guess, six in May. But, uh, you know, she knows that uh, Wednesday night is Daddy's podcast night. She's a very proud supporter of the podcast, despite not exactly knowing 
you know, she, you know she's, she doesn't understand exactly what it is. Right. She asked me last night what recovery meant, and we, we had a little talk about that uh, at dinner, actually. Um, and uh, so that was pretty fascinating. You know, it's, it's interesting to, to have to process it through that filter, I guess, or through those eyes, right? Oh man, it's it's wonderful. My two my two children, uh, the two youngest ones, I, eleven and thirteen, and you know they they are very aware of my recovery. And the little guy went into school and he said to the teacher, you know, my mom wrote a book about addiction. And so uh, I said, well, did you tell her I was in recovery? And he's like, no, I forgot. <laughs> and so so I said, well, me maybe you'll mention it next time you talk to her. And so. Next day he goes into school and I said, well, did you tell him? And he's like, nah, it's not important. But um, a couple of weeks later, I uh, went for a parent-teacher meeting and um, and he was very proud of the book. Sure, you know, like, of course. And, um, and he he wanted me to, it was his uh, like uh, language arts teacher, mm. and he wanted her to have the book, but he didn't want to give it to her. And so it was just, it was very sweet. Absolutely. And, and very, it, it was very simple. Like, I think... And, you know, the more I talk with other people about recovery and the younger kids get who are going into recovery, which blows my mind, oh, right, yeah. that, you know, it really more conversations are opening up, which is really wonderful, you know, to not make it such a taboo subject. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, uh, this year, I think I've, I've sort of refocused or tightened the focus of, I think, of what I'm trying to accomplish. And part of that is, you know, um, you know, I, you know, we've never been especially reverent or or certainly not precious about addiction or recovery um, on the podcast and on the site. Um, I, I think I'm trying to be less so even and and tr not. You know, have, there are no kid gloves, and bring us as people in recovery um, even further out uh, of, of the you know whatever shadows are left, sort of right. cloaking us, and 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 take our place. You know, we're not we're in, we are the mainstream. You know, we're we're just people doing our thing, right? Exactly. Um, so that that is fascinating. I mean, I love that your your your, your son has that that pride and that recognition and that you know that, that Me too. understanding. You know, he's the, I'm the mother he got, so he got what he got. Yeah. You know, and um, and I'm and I'm grateful that uh, I'm present for him, and for all of them. You know, it's just uh, it's not this. They don't have the same mother as my eldest son, right. who's 29. Like, they don't have the same mother, but I'm the same woman. You know, sure, so exactly. so it's a very strange dynamic, and it's a strange recollection, and um, you know, but all I can do is the best I can do. So. So uh, can you, uh, I know I knew at one time, but, you know, for the listeners too, how long have you been in recovery? Well, if I count today. Let's do it. Um, I, it'll be almost, it'll be, well, it'll be 15 years old, God willing, um, in March. 15 years in March. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm aiming for, but I'm going to aim for starting, you know, if today goes well, then today. everything will be fine. I know. I have, I have such, not trouble, I get the concept. I mean, that's where since right now comes from, is that right? literally right now is what matters, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, and that's part of my, my ignorance of all the, the 
all, the, all that went before me in AA, I thought, you know, it was much more original. And then I realized one day at a time is such a powerful notion. I've, I've learned that in these past couple of years. Um, but so you, your oldest child. I was in active. Yeah, active I was in active for, okay. addiction because okay. I, I think I was 22 when I had him. Okay. And um, and then. I shortly, you know, it was only a couple of years that I, I, lo- I lost custody of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that really set me off on a, on a, on a really s- strong collision course for, for self-destruction, you know, um, but, uh, you know, in denial the entire time, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's funny, um, my recovery, but, you know, going back to like my recovery, sure. um, it, it was pretty good, you know, the first couple of years, but the last few years have been magnificent. Oh, that's interesting. So, so you know, it's, and it's, uh, I had no idea it would become more rewarding. I would listen to people say it would get better and keep right. getting better. And it was pretty good. I mean, like it was pretty stable, sure. pretty sturdy. Um, and, and then we, we made a move from New Jersey to Charlotte, North Carolina. And, um, you know, got busy with the move and, um, I guess we're here, we're here almost four years. Oh. No, we're here. We're here over four years now. And, and I remember, I was standing on the porch of the home we, we own now and, you know, looking at this beautiful neighborhood. I had never seen a neighborhood like this except on movies and, and uh, own this lovely home. And, and, you know, I had like, I had good recovery. I, it was, you know, I, I, I didn't have any relapses and, but I stood on my porch and my husband took a picture of me. And when I looked at the picture, I thought to myself, I'm going to get drunk if I'm oh. not careful. And it it was a it was with such force yeah. that it it felt like someone had pushed me from behind and I felt like on the ground and hit my chest. Wow. Like it was it was that kind of, it came from out of nowhere. That's chilling. I mean give me it, chills. Yeah, it really yeah. was. It was so you know cuz I mean everything was great and you know we we were we were in good shape financially mm-hmm. and we were excited about you know, putting our kids in a wonderful area and we were thrilled with the, our relationship was great. And, you know, like I said, my recovery was good and busy with the move. And and just from like from the side, it was like a punch in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I and I thought, well, I got to I got to work quick because really I was so vulnerable. No one knew me. Mm, no one right. needed to know anything about me. And and that's that was a big pivotal point in my recovery. Um, and I had no idea I, it would be that rewarding to really kick it into a, a, a new dimension. Absolutely. You know? I think that's like an incredibly powerful point and message that I don't know that I've heard, necessarily heard it expressed like that. And it's like that it was so um, distinct. Oh, absolutely. For me, yeah. uh, for me. And, um, and so I, you know, I, I befriended the neighbors on both sides of me, mm-hmm. and I was very forthcoming with my story, mm. and they were lovely. Thankfully, you know, I got nice neighbors, and sure. um, and I just thought I need to tell as many people as I can 
Because wow. if anybody ever sees a drink in my hand, they better throw a blanket on me and take me to a fucking meeting. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's just because really I was I was not connected. Uh, I you know I was I had no network of a sure. support system down here, and and I needed to work very quickly to get myself safe. That, you know, and and so it it really. It felt like I had become more of a grown-up in recovery, sure. you know, and, and, and it really has been so satisfying since then. And, you know, like I would listen to people have a couple years put together and I would be, I would admire them. And as time's gone on and I can, can scrape together some nice time, mm. I mean, it's, it's no, you know, you get one day. It's just as awesome as if you get a year or better, but it just it, it's it's these things that I keep hearing about these promises. I got mm. promised a bunch of stuff, and mm-hmm. and it's here they are. I'm I'm seeing it. I'm realizing it, and I I guess it's like enlightenment. It's this must be enlightenment, you know. Um, Certainly it's, it's the wonderful. the right the, the path on the path right, um, if but you know what's what's fascinating about that to me is well there's so many things fascinating about it that one so that was what eleven years in to your exactly recovery. eleven years in to be shaken I, like that yeah um, and, and to re- not even know like to not even know first of all that I was so near screwing it up. Mm. And and secondly, to to realize it's now it's really excellent. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was great because I got, I cleaned up my act mm-hmm. and I, I got it together. And and but but it don't it's even better. It right. just keeps you know it's even better and it's still refreshing and and nourishing mm-hmm. and and excellent. You, you know ex- and did you experience anything like that? Like I, I know and I've talked about this on the pod before and. And with other people, but um, Jeff clued me into it um, around like two to five years, the, the second stage recovery or second stage sobriety or stage two recovery. I forget what it's called. This, there's a book about it, but it's where you, you sort of got it, the, the mechanics of it under control. You've, you're, you're living the life. You're not um, partaking. You're not active. And whatever your recovery is, you're doing it. You know, you think you're doing it. You're certainly abstinent, but you find yourself going, "Okay, is that all there is? What do I get now?" Right. Um, yeah. You that's want you I'm... want those rewards? Where are they? Kind of thing. Well, um, I was I was there for a re- like I plateaued. You're right. Exactly. You know, yeah. I, I plateaued for for a number of years, and like I I got busy. I I I was able to have two children. Okay. Um, where you know, like I think that was one of the big issues with finally coming to terms with that I, I needed to stop doing what I was doing because I married a man who was a wonderful man, the gentleman I'm married to now. Mm-hmm. And um, he, you know, we started talking about having a family and, and I thought I can't stop doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really can't. I mean, it wasn't anything I said out loud or even, you know, could put it together to myself, mm-hmm. but I had that sneaking suspicion that, I'm not going to be able to carry a baby full term without mm. screwing us up. So, so I, you know, I, 
it was it was starting to really freak me out mm-hmm. and um but once once i got sober and i you know i didn't make any big changes that first year and and then i i had desmond when i was 39 and i had rory when i was 41 and then i just got busy with raising a family mm-hmm. and you know i i stayed sober and you know i i i did my meetings and i you know i i just went through the motions but it felt good sure you know it 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 felt um it felt safe and steady and and i was healthy and you know my life improved um it kept improving um just really steadily um but but there is i guess that that plateau and it lasted for a number of years and you know i started incorporating the, the you know my higher power thing into okay. my life because I because I wanted to add depth right to my to my program, um, but the customization of of a god like it only had happened with the scare I had four years ago mm. you know where where I thought I I I want something something more intimate with God right. Right. You know, and so so it really felt like if I was in um, high school up until the eleventh year, you know, then then this is like co- this feels like college, right? A graduation, you know, or, to, or yeah. now I'm and now I'm you know out in the in the real world, or, you know, or yeah. you know, it just seems like a, a bit of a graduation of sure. sorts, and, um, at least just in my understanding of the potential for celebrating recovery you know that it is a it is a non-stop action party if you if you do it right (laughs) right. if if you do it right like you you know you just you got all these wonderful techniques and these tools and Mm. and you know you can really do it up great and and lather rinse repeat you know it just it's it's um it's marvelous and I think the the and the real for me, you know, and I, you you know, I've I've been outside the rooms for you know these eighteen some odd years, um, and I'm just you know my education in terms of, of of that aspect of recovery and sobriety has all really been the past um, you know couple of years, but you know Jeff's always said I, I mirror much of what's learned within the rooms and right, um right. but you know i think have you f- found once you start at really adding that that giving back component that's also really sort of turbocharges what, what you're doing exactly. right exactly it, it exactly. changes the dynamic of how you're recovering um oh absolutely and, and it connects me it connects me in such a, an extraordinary way and i and i you know there's the accountability um, I'm accountable to my fellows. Mm. You know, I I owe it to myself. I and I owe it to the people that I talk to, mm-hmm. and and you know, and we depend on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mean, I can't do this by myself. Right. Look what I did by myself. I ran my shit into the <laughs> ground. You know. So yeah. I mean, that's that's how good a job I was doing. Yeah. So. Um, and I mean, I'm a sneak and a and a liar and a thief from way back. So. Yeah. You know, um, and if, if I'm all by myself, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in trouble. So, um, so it's, 
it's better for me. And of course, I like I I I think I'm the smartest person in the world. Mm -hmm. And at this very same time, I'm the dumbest person in the world. So, you know, we went to I went to Target yesterday, and I was looking for a doll for one of my piano students and she turned six and i was looking for a little barbie doll or something to buy her yeah. and then i saw her in on the eye in the aisle for barbie dolls there was this two-headed doll and i posted a picture of it on facebook it was oh. the most right it was the most frightening thing I've <laughs> i'm gonna seen have in to go look time. for that now it was yeah. it was called the great scary reef and it's a doll that has two heads on one oh. neck oh. on one neck and she has two shoulder blades and one neck and two same size heads. Wow. And I thought, who in their right mind would buy this for their daughter? Or, you know, like it's it's the most frightening thing. And when I was looking at it today, I thought, oh, my God, that's me. That's it's all is me. Because, I mean, I am my biggest fan and my biggest enemy right. all on one neck. You know, that's me. And it feels like that's one of those things that. We we all we're all on that spectrum somewhere, right? With with uh, all 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 we uh, addicts and and alcoholics, it's that when you're talking about the smartest person in the room, but because mm. we always feel like phonies, I think we always want to come yeah. off as the smartest person, but we know we're not, right? Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, and that was me. You know, in my active addiction, I uh, you know I I knew better than everybody else, right. um, and and you know the nice thing is, when when I can hear other people really echo everything I've ever said, and it's kind of like you ever you ever you ever see like what they say, would you they put two Oscar fishes in the same fish mm-hmm. tank, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll say, well, these two fish are okay because if one decides the other fish is, I may not be able to eat that other fish, so we're just going to have to live here together. <laughs> right. You know, and yeah. that's that's how it is with us. I mean, like we can live peacefully because we may be able to eat each other. So, you know, if if I can't devour you in a couple of bites, then I'm screwed. Um, so we just let's try to get along, you know, and what, that's kind of how it is. You know, what's what's again, not not knowing what I didn't know about my recovery. That that was my biggest challenge up until relatively recently in my recovery was and you may have heard me talk about this on the podcast but you know i i probably in the rooms i would have been called a dry drunk but i had stopped um managing my recovery such as it was and i had devolved to this place where i was just an angry miserable person <laughs> that wasn't trying to be the best me anymore i wanted to be better than everybody else mm. um and uh you know that that was sort of a, a turning point for me in my recovery where I, you know, I sank into a, a deep depression and, uh, you know, ultimately this is, this is the other side of that when I, I sort of have come out and realized the, the work I needed to do, um, uh, not just for me, but, you know, to see if I could share what I know with others. But, um, so let's, uh, can I back up in, in your, well, let me, you know, let yeah, me, go ahead. You know, in all honesty, Chris, like yeah. I, I, I would have to say like, I have moments of dry drunk, like, yeah. you know, like moments during the day, because I'm not always happy, joyous, sure. and free. I right. mean, I'd be, I'd be bullshitting you if I right. said that that was the case. I go, you know, I go in and out all day. And, uh, there's, you know, here's, here's how it is. I'm out on the ledge outside the building, and I eke along on the ledge, 
and it's a very narrow ledge. It's, you know, three inches or so, and I'm very high off the ground. And, and then I eek along, and then there's a, a little window. And, a, and the, where the window is, it's a, it's a little broader ledge. Mm-hmm. And maybe I could sit for a little while and rest. And then I go, okay, got to get back on the ledge. And I mm-hmm. eek along some more. And, and you know, at, at those moments where we're eking along on the two and three inch wide ledge, it's pretty uncomfortable. You know, but that's life. You know, that's yeah. life. I, I, I like when I get along to a window where I can sit for a minute and Breathe. and pull myself together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you know, because it, I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody that's like total in total serenity mode all the time. Because right. how would they know the difference? That's a good. Point. You know, how would they know the difference of being? You know, you got to have that perspective of, you know, good and bad. Right. Um. You know, but for the most part, it's good. But you do get those, you know, you're white knuckling some things, and you, you know, you do the best you can till you can, till you can feel some peace again. And it, and well, and that I mean, that's a beautiful metaphor, and it, it makes perfect sense. And I think, you know, what I've found again, one of those things I didn't have the words for, but I've heard a lot in the past couple of years is that, you know, we in recovery. Um, I, and I don't know. If there's a right way or a wrong way, but you know, that are that are having success at this um one of the key ingredients is the self-awareness to at least know what you're going through so that you can make so you can get yourself through those 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 times when you're on the 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 thin part of the ledge right right right. but in between windows basically yeah um and that's yeah that's well it's you know it's it's funny like when you when because my i think my my big thing was i was i am fear driven that's, you know, my, that's my, I am, I have always been fear driven. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, um, there, we were, I was talking to someone yesterday ab- about fear and, and that like, you know, if fear, if I felt any kind of fear, I shut it down. Mm-hmm. I, I shut it, you know, I, I did my thing. I picked up, I, 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 you know, I protected myself from that fear and I think for me it was fear of whatever feeling was because I was gonna I was fearful the feeling was coming my way Mm. and and uh you know the all I knew how to do was hide you know I was a big hider um and so if I felt the possibility of a feeling coming my way I didn't know what kind of feeling it was right I want to shut it down right away and that was how I that was how I isolated myself you know has put up this force field of inebriation so that nothing could get in so you know i was kind of in a nice little rubber shell of not letting anything in because i couldn't uh, interpret what it the feeling was right. and so now now i am no less afraid because right. i am fear driven i you know it's part of my character flaw right. or something and you know i'm still afraid but uh, I let the feelings come and I go, oh, you are um, jealousy. Oh. Right. And you are, right. oh, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, like, or maybe, uh, oh, I'm tired. Right. Oh, okay, I better go to sleep. You know, uh, yeah. or, you know, I'm, I'm annoyed. You know, I'm confused. Or, right. you know, like I, I can pretty much lay, identify yeah. what's going on so that I can respond better. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes I don't have to do anything at all. I, you know, I just, but at least now I'm letting the stuff in, you know, it, that's yeah. helpful to me. 
Well, yeah, and, and that gets back to some of that self-awareness. And, and yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, sometimes our, our challenge was, and even after we're in recovery, right, is knowing what the appropriate response is to like a given stimulus, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Jeff, Jeff had mentioned that, uh, I think, back when we first started doing this, that, um, you know, he'd get uh, sponsees and he'd have to, you know, sort of school them and look, when you're tired, you go to sleep. When you're thirsty, you drink some yeah. water. When you're hungry, you have a meal, you right. know, and like this people that there are these fundamental things that um, I don't, and, and I don't know if I remembered that aspect. I, I probably, maybe because I didn't have to, but because um, I, I got to sort of do my own detox recovery thing at, at home. But yeah. Um, well, yeah, it, it just seems. It, it, for me, like it, it, I, I, I didn't know how to do a goddamn thing by myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't make one. I couldn't make a sound decision to save my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, and I didn't trust any decision I was making when I first, when I first got sober. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, for me, I, uh, mine was, um, you know, I, uh, my, my husband. You know, I was I was pushing the limits. Mm. I was pushing the limits with him, and I, and I, I kind of had a sneaking suspicion that he would leave me, and mm. I did not want him to leave me because mm-hmm. you know I just um, he was really uh, a, a good man, and I wanted to be a good woman. Mm. And um, and you know, he never said I'm going to leave you if you don't pull your shit together. Right. But like he, his thing was, why don't you go talk to somebody um, about whatever it is that you know is mm-hmm. screw you know whatever it is that's upsetting you go talk to somebody so and i thought oh great i'll go get drugs mm-hmm. you know this sounds like okay i'll go mm-hmm. i'll go get to therapy and i'll get some drugs and okay i'll go you mm-hmm. know i didn't i didn't want to get better i just thought maybe i could you know get something to take the edge off mm-hmm. and, and so um so that's how it started for me and of course, therapist is you know could see right through all of my mm-hmm. stuff, and and he can't give me drugs, so he got to send me to a psychiatrist instead of a psychologist. But mm-hmm. we started t- asking me about my drinking and my drugging, and you know I denied drugging, and I said yeah I do a little drinking, um, but you know with his help, uh, with a psychiatrist on board, I I stopped the drinking first, mm-hmm. but I still was drugging for another three months. Hmm. I was miserable. But it, you know, so it didn't, I didn't have a big, you know, jump, a, a big, like clean jumping off point. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really drawn out. It was a sure. long labor. It was a long labor, you know, it was like <laughs> three months, you know, labor right. of this. And, um, but then by the time, like I'd finish that run, I, I was, I was done. Like I wanted, I didn't do dry drunk stuff. Right. Like I wanted, I wanted to get better. Sure. And I wanted to to not feel insane. Right. You know, I would have loved if a therapist that said, you know what, you're nuts. I would have loved that. Right. Because it would have been, a, at the time, it would have been easier that mm-hmm. admitting mm-hmm. I had to give all this wonderful stuff up, you know, like I mm-hmm. just did not ever want to stop getting high and drinking. Or even, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, I, I completely recognize that sometimes it, it feels like it would be a, a, um, a reprieve from the burden of <laughs> having to carry the weight of ourself, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Right? It's just, it, it's, it's, it's the note from the doctor that says, here's why all this, I feel this way all the time. Exactly. Um, and it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah. 
But, yeah. you know, it's it, in that same thing where you go, you know, like I always say, oh, I'm very, you know, I must, I must be very special. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's such a, it is so cliched. Like I, I think I, I wanted to live an artistic life. Mm-hmm. And, and so how easy it was to just get loaded, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, uh, it was such a cop out. Right. Because I'm just like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm creative. I'm out there. I wasn't any of those things. I was just a fucking addict. I was an addict and, mm-hmm. and a drunk. And, you know, and I wasn't creative. I couldn't do a creative thing to save my life. And, um, and I just, and I think, you know, it, I get to be creative now where, you know, I don't know what the heck that is, but I feel, I feel in my heart that I am a creative being, you know, and, you know, and, and if I feel it, it really doesn't, I don't have to prove it to any, I live a, a, an artistic life, you know, where, yeah. where I, I feel as though I am connected, you know, physically and spiritually and to a beautiful artistic life. And I don't know what that is, but it works for me. Well, and I'm, I mean, I'd say it certainly comes through in your writing. I mean, the, the pieces, um, you know, on your blog, the the, the new book. Um, I mean, which are is very different than 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 um, what's on the blog. I sh- yeah. I mean, in, in- but I miss. I'm. I. I must admit, like I, this book is. I couldn't have stopped this book if I tried because right. it just, you know, it just. I kept. I kept posting these things on Facebook, and people kept responding to them, mm-hmm. and it. It really was. It was so beautiful to share similar sentiments Mm -hmm. like very 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 intimate sentiments Mm -hmm. of like you know my relationship with my recovery my Mm -hmm. relationship with god Mm -hmm. my relationship with myself and um and you know to it it was so it was so marvelous it was really such a and i now i just love doing it you know because i i really like that uh, that exercise of 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 keeping my things fresh, but I miss the stories. Mm-hmm. I love how harrowing they are, Chris. I I love how harrowing. I'm they glad are. you said. I'm glad you said it because honestly, I mean, you know, uh, Matt, who's one of the the best writers, hands down, unpublished that I know. Um, you know, and I, I absolutely love your writing, your, some of the stories. And you know, Matt paid you a high, a high compliment um, after reading. He's like, he goes, "I'm so sorry, I'm going to miss it. I've been reading her blog, and uh, I don't have it in front of me. I'll, I'll forward it to you." But um, he just was absolutely blown away by by the writings on the blog, um, and uh, which which was interesting. I mean, I, I love it, and um, thank you. And I, 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 I'm that glad means that so much said, to me. It really means well, so much to I mean, me because. I just like I just think I swear to God I don't know what I'm doing so I'm just gotta keep doing it you know I just yeah. I don't have a big like I was nervous to talk to you because I thought mm-hmm. what am I gonna say I'm like what am I gonna say to this guy all these all these people is pros you know no. and I'm just uh, you know I'm just whatever. Uh, no, I think but, we all are just whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, just, <laughs> and that's one of our things, right? Is that that sort of um, I don't know, maybe not all of us, but I think a lot of us have that. Um, we we don't maybe recognize, and if we do, we don't want to to tout our own gifts or something. Right. But um, you know, well, I, I, 
do want, you know, I think more people should uh, be reading your blog. I know you're not, uh, maybe on Facebook more, but you're, you're not on Twitter as much as. Um, I, oh, I wish I could figure Twitter out okay, more well, than I, you right. know, I'll get there. Okay. And and now like I'm, I'm revamped. I, I'm going to have a new um, website because, oh. you know, this book kind of, my, my writing teacher suggested I, I get a website with my name on it. And Good. so I'm okay. in the middle of doing that. And, and then I'm going to get back to, um, and roll out like a new, a new blog okay. and add more stories to it. But I think like when I started writing, when I, when I came down here and I got, you know, I got myself yeah. nice network of recovery people in place. And, and then I thought, you know, like, um, I want to do, I want to write, some mm-hmm. some of these stories down because I get together with friends and I tell them these stories and they like be looking at me like I had my two heads that I found mm-hmm. in Target and uh, you know mm-hmm. they'd be like why don't you write these stories down and and so I told my husband I think I need to find somebody who could teach me how to write so I went to the internet and I found a writing teacher in Charlotte and okay. um, she's been so wonderful and she helped. She and her husband both helped me put this book together, and but I, I, I guess I thought everybody had stories like this, right. you know, and and actually, like when I first started writing, it was corrupt because I thought I want to write some stories and tell on all the people who've ever hurt my feelings. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's what I want to do. Right. And then and then once I you know once I put pen to paper, I didn't have the balls to Mm-mm. call people out. And I thought first I don't want trouble either. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't want that kind of trouble. And and then I thought, well, some of the people are dead. Mm. I can write about those people. And and then I thought, well, what what benefit would mm-hmm. it be? Like mm-hmm. and so then I really started looking inside myself mm-hmm. and and saying, well. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell the version of the story from my perspective, mm-hmm. without hurting anybody's feelings. Right. And and really, I, because and I, it's a personal aim. I do not want to hurt anyone's feelings. Sure. And and I and with that as my guide, it's been it's been great. And I like I don't feel afraid. Mm-hmm. And and you know it's the other thing is. The more I started doing that, you know, the more I thought, I better tell the really fucked up stories mm-hmm. before somebody decides to tell them before I do. Right. And and so and so that kind of accelerated things too and helped me take bigger risks. Right. You know, and, that's fascinating. I absolutely love that that revelation and and that approach. Um, I mean, I, 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 when I started, um, you know. I started flipping sort of back and forth, and I hope that's okay because it seems like it was formatted that way in sure. Roustabout Heart. Um, you know, I got really envious of the format because I, you know, I love that. Uh, can I read just one short one? Sure. That, that, that just made me laugh out loud. Went, At 52 years of age, I have only one serious regret. I wish I hadn't pierced my left earlobe so many times. I'm good with just about everything else. When I read that one, I'm like, I love this. I absolutely love like that. The freedom to do that next to, you know, much more. There, there are pieces with which much more gravitas, or, or sort of immediately obvious gravitas than that, I should say. But um, yeah, I'm very envious of the format and that you you figured that out. Um, so, uh, all the of all the things that I've done, like I can't I can't wallow in regret. Right. Like I, I, and and everything 
everything is purposeful. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was, we were eating hot dogs tonight. And I said to the boys, I saw this thing on a piece of paper that said, um, think of something that happened today where uh, a failure becomes wisdom. Mm. And think, you know, something that happened where a failure becomes wisdom. And so this morning, um, oh, and so the little guy says, uh, well, you know, I had, I, I didn't, he, he, he did 13 out of 15 questions on his math homework and he got a 73. And so he said, you know, I should have done all the, I should have done all the questions instead of just doing have as many as I did. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, you know, let's move forward. He's usually a pretty good student, but mm-hmm. you know, he's just like, I, it was, even though it was a homework assignment, I, I should have done them all. So that turned that failure into wisdom. And I'm not going to do that the next time. Right. And I, okay, cool. Um, but I, I was thinking this morning, um, you know, I, I had all these things I decided had to be done. You know, and there was 135,000 things that needed to be done. And mm-hmm. there was, you know, and while some of them were necessary and some of them were just absurd. Um, and then my husband asked, so what time you got to leave? And I nearly ripped his head off. <laughs> You know, and you know, generally, I generally, I really like that he's so attentive and right. he's so helpful. And I mean, he'd be out there warming up the car to be 180 sure. degrees in the car. It's just, you know, he's lovely. <laughs> but, you know, he caught me at a wrong moment. Yeah. And, and so I'm driving away and I'm angry and I'm like, why does he have to be so damn considerate? Mm. And I'm like, why don't I just apologize? And so I sent him a note and I said, I'm sorry, I was an asshole, mm. you know, um, and I felt better immediately. Of course. And I thought, you know, my my failure is my great wisdom now. You know, it's super simple. You know, and, and even like with the stuff with the pierce in my ears, it's just like, you know, I don't wear earrings anymore, mm. but I got these stupid holes in my ears. And, you know, and they, they just mock me because if I put a pair of earrings in, then my earlobe swells up. And it's just like, I really wished I hadn't done that. Yeah. You know, um, so, and that's about it. Everything else is, is um, I'm okay with. I'm really okay with. Sure, of course. You know, yeah. um, it's pretty good. That's not bad. Not no, half bad. Not a bad uh, record at all. Um, so, hey, can we back up and just, I, I realized one thing. This, this honestly, this, um, I, I absolutely love that this is just the conversation that it is. I think it's, it's phenomenal. Um, but I, I do want to, get some idea certainly for myself and the, and the listeners like like how you got just briefly what what got you to the point and i think you touched on it um it was in, in your relationship and then and then wanting to have children that got you to the point that you you entered recovery and then sort of what what you do i don't i don't i mean i'm assuming you're you are 12 step and continue yeah. to be 12 step Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Um, so uh, let's see what what got. Yeah, I guess like um, yeah. What what got me was you know. Like what that? I think I think I was I think I was I was really like I. I uh, Jeff always has the language, the moment of clarity language, or the the bottom language, you know. But I yeah. I I, I, I think I just like. I was at a point where, like, my 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 body was starting to turn on me. Gotcha. You know, like I was, uh, I couldn't keep it together anymore. Mm-hmm. I was, 
I, w- I was up all night long. I was up all day long. I, like I, and I wasn't. Ge- I couldn't get high the way I wanted to anymore. And 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 again, I I because it was alcohol husband, and cocaine, right? I, 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 alcohol and amphetamines and, and, oh, and cocaine, and and, yeah. and I would supplement with whatever kind of stimulant I could get. Yeah. Um. You know because, but it just wasn't enough. It, and I really thought, I I didn't see it improving mm. you know no matter how much i would take I, I just couldn't see it improving and i was starting to have i guess like it felt like a me- mental it felt like a mental break mm. and i guess it was really just exhaustion mm-hmm. and um you know and just uh fatigue mm-hmm. um and and just an overload a total overload and you know i guess some was somewhere something in me that you know, this was my third marriage, and okay. the, you know the, and I and I just this was the nicest guy I'd ever met. And I remember when I met him, I was impressed because he had shirts with sleeves. He owned an umbrella. <laughs> you know, he had he yeah. owned an umbrella, yeah. and it was just like any and he was a he was somebody who wa- wanted to be with me. That you know, I I thought there must be something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there really must be something wrong with him. Um, if he wants to be with me, it was, it wasn't anything I, you know, that I, uh, that I saw for myself. Right. So I fell in shit when I met Dave Killian and, you know, I just, and I, and I thought, um, and my mom even had said, don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you do, I'm saying no Venus for you. Don't, you know, she had wanted me to, um, to marry John F. Kennedy Jr. And when he went down in the plane, I called her and I said, aren't you glad I married Dave Killian? Because, um, you know, it probably would have met a watery end. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it just was relief on all, on all counts. But, um, you know, it just, I didn't want to stop, but I was afraid to stop. I was terrified. I I don't think I thought, you know, I, I may have thought like if I stopped, I'd die, but I don't, I think I thought I'd want to die. Right. Exactly. I, you know, and so I don't think I wanted, you know, I, I and I, and there was a part of me, I think that the, that if I stop, I'll go to sleep, I'll never wake up, mm-hmm. you know, cause I just, I just never slept. And so I, I thought I may, I may go to sleep and just never wake up again. And so that was scary to me. That was very scary to me. And, and again, like I did not want to live without that feeling in my body mm-hmm. of, wanting to rip my skin off all the time. I don't know why I found it so appealing, but mm. you know, it just that, you know, as that is, I got so used to it. Mm-hmm. So it really was something I never could see myself being without. So, um, you know, it really was like, like jumping out a window and hoping for the best, you know, it's just a long way down. And so far I haven't hit the ground. So, so I just you know, like it. And so when, and, and so you, you were married Yes, and to David, and uh, we were together, I think we were together almost four years. It was was either three or four years before I got clean. And did, I mean, did either of you know, I mean, have any understanding of like addiction and alcoholism and recovery and sobriety, or AA, any of that? Because I mean, I know I really didn't. Me me neither. (laughs) I didn't know what it meant. You know, I I come from... You know, the I guess where I came from, like um, everybody drank. Right. Um, nobody got sober. Right. Um, you know, 
n- nobody um, you drank they were drank too much and then they got up and did it again right you know and mm-hmm. and so um you know and if you did entertain the possibility of um, of getting sober you you know like I know like my mom you were weak right. so you were weak you know and I, I you know one of the nicest things about um, about getting sober and bringing that information to my mother who since passed away but she was very limited in her understanding and and I and I remember talking to her about it and she was grateful but you know, like at, the, at one point in my recovery, she's like, "But you can have a beer, can't you? Wow. You know, like you could still have a beer someday." And I'm, I'm like, I'm, "I can't." And and I know she was sad. Right. You know, she was really sad because she couldn't understand mm-hmm. how you couldn't just, you know, get it together and mm-hmm. then, and they just have you one beer, and mm-hmm. it just, you know, it just one is, you know, it, you know how that goes. So, um, you know, it, it couldn't happen. So, but she did see it as a weakness. Um, you know, if, if you, if you couldn't hack it, you couldn't mm-hmm. hack it, you know, like, um, and I, I had to get past that of feeling like I'd failed. Like you disappointed somebody by taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that, yes, it, that it was, um, you know, that it was a, a failing on my part to not be able to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had trouble processing the reaction of, you know, a family member that was angry at me that Mm -hmm. I was quitting (laughs) doing what I was doing. Um, Well, it rocks the boat. It definitely, it 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 disturbs the dynamic. Yeah. You don't expect it. I mean, it takes you by surprise, right? Yeah. Some degree, to some degree. Um, Yeah, it really does. But like, I think, you know, like I was able to do some really extraordinary things for my folks as they, you know, as they got older and you know my dad just passed away in october and we got we had a nice time you know in my in my in my recovery um we had a beautiful a really beautiful time and and my mom too like i i'm so glad of course i pulled my shit together because you know i i have no um we had no unresolved issues when she passed away and so that was nice because we had nothing but unresolved mm, issues mm-hmm. for, you know, for a lifetime. So, um, and it was really nice that for a woman who was probably the most unforgiving woman in the world that she forgave me and I was able to forgive her, you know, and so it was really, um, that's a, that was a miracle. Absolutely. And so that was really great to, to have that and that all, that nourished my recovery as well you know and um it really did it 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 really helped move me along into um into you know some more healthy living with you know to she because she boy was she was she a she was a barracuda boy (laughs) oh yeah you know but and i i loved her so so fiercely and um you know it's just that it's it's wonderful you know to to be able to to write about her. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to write this book, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't be able to tell any stories if she was still alive. Oh, you know? interesting. You know, it just because she'd, she'd be mortified. Sure. You know? so, but, um, it, but I, again, I, I, you know, I speak to her with, with uh, of her with just nothing but love and respect, sure. you know. Is there, um, is there a, a traceable sort of genetic 
component to the substance issues in your uh, yeah they well you know it's funny like my 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 dad was a awful awful drunk and okay. you know like but he was a he was a binge drinker right um and you know so he'd you know be you know a couple of days on a couple of days off and you know and then she would get angry at him um and you know and he wasn't a fighter so he just you know he was a, he, we all, we often said of my dad you know he was a shitty husband a terrible father but a wonderful provider and you know he would just go get up and go to work hmm. and you know if, if i were married to my mother i'd get up and leave the house too you know so <laughs> i understood yeah And so, um, and so when she, you know, as there were, she was episodic where, you know, like she would get very upset and then, and she was angry. She Mm. was angry when she drank. And so, um, and you know, but I, I resented him for leaving me there with her Mm. as a kid. And, um, and of course I was determined to not be like either of them. Right. And so, you know, when I decided Oh, it's so interesting, Chris. Cause even just recently, I was trying to put together like, um, you know, like a, my my thing. Like when I was a little kid, like I was completely boy crazy. I was mm. just crazy. I wanted a boyfriend. That was, I just wanted a boyfriend. And you know, from the time I was like eleven years old, and and then you know, and I just wanted a boyfriend. I wanted somebody to love me. Mm. And um, and then like I was fourteen years old, and I think I picked up my first drink and. And uh, an immediate arrested development. That's where I wow. stopped. Wow. I stopped growing. Yeah. You know, like I—I I mean, I was always I—I I, I thought alcoholically before I ever drank alcoholically. You know, where it was just you know, if I had something to fix me, I you know, I'd if I had something to make me feel better. If I just had a boyfriend, my life would be better. And you know, I, I really it. You know, I was 14 years old for 25 years. That's amazing. I mean, it's fascinating to recognize that. So, I mean, even in retrospect, because yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly it, right? It's like w- when it when it takes, then it 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 arrests you, it it freezes you in time and sort of Absolutely. space and right. everything. Yeah. And all the like those initial like my my early forays into drinking would, you know, I would I would drink to the point I black out and. And I was just like, well, I don't want to do this. Um, this is a, this is a crazy, you know. And and I'll I'll keep trying, keep trying. And so by the time I, you know, got into my, you know, teens, uh, you know, in late teens, and and I, you know, I found cocaine, and I just thought, oh, this, I won't be like them at all. I'll, I, you know, I I can I can get drunk, but I can also get high, and I'm not as messy. I don't want to get messy. Right. And so I thought I am a, now I'm a super drunk, you know, and just like I'm an, I'm a, I'm, I'm smarter than just, right. you know, being drunk. I'm, I'm now smarter. And so that was my recipe for self-destruction was, you know, was stimulants with, with drinking. I found my perfect thing. And that works until it doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that was, just, that was my problem. Yeah, it just exactly, and you know, it, it it's funny, you know, when I see people now who, who it's it's amazing to see young people come in and into recovery, and I, and I look at them and go, oh my God, you're so smart to come in so early, and then there's another part of me going, can't you hack it, you know, like, you know, <laughs> right. you know it's just, yeah. it's just so funny because like I I'll think, oh how brilliant, you spared yourself all that torment. 
good good for you you know and then there's that other part going you weakling you know like it just can't you it just i mean i'm i'm i am that two-headed doll it just it's amazing yeah i remember during the peak of my you know using very you know sort of functional high volume using um i had a good friend that was a 17 year old sober kid and i was like 21 and you know somehow he was getting into clubs and i don't know what but and i I just couldn't fathom it and uh yeah yeah, it was the strangest and it wasn't anybody i'd want to hang out with you know it's just like you know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't have been yeah. interested in hanging out with anyone like that. Yeah. And and it's funny, like now, here's the other interesting thing, Chris. I don't know if we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but like I didn't know anyone else wasn't drinking. Right. I really didn't. And um, and if. Well, no, I did know they weren't drinking and I had I wanted no part of it. Right. Exactly. You know, And so I really wanted no part of it. Um, I wasn't in the least bit interested in anything they were doing or had mm-hmm. to offer. And so I think that was when it was time to stop, I was really afraid I'd have nobody to hang around with, yeah. you know? Um, and so, and now that people, you know, that I am with people in recovery and out of recovery, you know, that are not in recovery, who don't drink. I'm amazed that, you know, that they, that they ha- live their whole lives without have lives. Right. You know, yeah. like, how did you do it? You know, I, yeah. I, how did you not get so interested in drugs and alcohol? I, you know, like, cause I, I can't imagine anybody wouldn't be. So I'm, and I'm imagining your husband is a normie, so to speak. He drinks. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Like, I mean, we ripped it up pretty good together, but when I stopped, he, you know, he was able to just put it down without, yeah. you know, and he, he, his, he was not into the drugs like he, but we drank like animals, you know, and, um, you know, and he had has said, you know, once you stopped, you were a lot of fun, and you know, I, I didn't want to, I kind of, if you weren't doing it, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do it anymore. That's fascinating. That's terrific. I it mean, it really too. is. Well, yeah, and I know that like a lot of relationships don't. Survive, survive it. that right yeah that's pretty amazing you know, so i know how fortunate i am and uh and so he was i mean he was ready he knew did did he w- did he prompt you into recovery was, was i think weren't you saying that there was a or you just thought that there might be a chance that it would would do the relationship in well, if I you th- didn't I quit i think you know he he prompted the go to therapy and then gotcha. once i got into therapy the therapist kept saying why don't you just go and, you know, and, and see what you think. And I was like, nah, I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I don't think that's going to be for mm-hmm. me. And, um, but you know, I, I think I do, I think it was, you know, I, I had gotten on, I gotten on some antidepressants. They mm-hmm. threw some antidepressants at me and I, you know, I, I, I was, it's an early age of, the internet right. and I, I looked up antidepressants it didn't sound like anything that was really going to get me high and um and i was disappointed but then they, <laughs> they they gave me some other things you know they gave me some clonopin and right. they gave well, me some other high, right? crazy things and so you know i started hoarding some stuff and mm. and thinking well i'm gonna make some make do with this stuff but i i do think that the they gave me paxil to mm. take and i think it I think it was, I mean, I'm no advocate for drugs of any, you know, but I think the Paxil ha- helped 
me have the first day of not drinking. Like sure. the Paxil helped it going from not ever being able to like drunk drinking every single day to one day having that one day. There's a bridge, yeah. I think so. And yeah. I, I don't know that I would have been able I Excuse mean, me. there was a lot of things going on yeah. that helped that one miraculous day mm-hmm. occur. Yeah. But I, I do think it was the Paxil that was that was able to say you're not going to die. Don't worry. You're not going to die. Just, just get through to one day. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that, you know, and that kind of helped. If I had the one day, then Mm -hmm. I, then I held on for dear. I had that one day and I held on for dear life Mm because something happened different than 25 years of what happened, you know, like, and that was a, that was a big day. Yeah. That was a huge day. So. Yeah. It's astonishing how momentous. Yeah. That, 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 Every day is, but that first, first day. Yeah, but it's weird. I wish I wish it was all, you know, I wish it was all or nothing. Like, I, I yeah. wish I was able to do it all at once and have one day. Yeah. But, it, you know, I would have to say, you know, it was three months, you know, it was three months later sure. before it was tr- truly. Because, I mean, I went to a couple of meetings, you know, high as a kite. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure... I'm sure everybody knew it. <laughs> so, you know, but I, but you know, it, it took a while mm-hmm. to, um, you know, for me to be able to put it all down. It, it, you know, it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. And, but when it did, it was what a relief. And so now you, you go to meetings, you're sponsored, you sponsor, you're, you're all that, or it's, it's lovely. And, you know, this, you know, like I, I think to myself, like, I, I want to do big things in my recovery. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to, I want to be queen recovery. And then like, I got to pull it back to size. Cause like, I think I have to be humble. Mm-hmm. How can I be the queen of recovery if I'm going to be humble? So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's always a, these extremes of stuff and, and I think, well, I also have, like, I have to do everything they tell me to do. Mm-hmm. And, but I have to pick the stuff I'm good at, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, oh, I, I like, I like putting these words together. I put words together and, and I can speak of recovery that way and share that. And that's, for me, is good service work, you know? That, Absolutely. That is really, that is a nice little niche for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to be of service mm-hmm. to another person struggling, that's a huge deal as well. Absolutely. You know? And that's actually, it's a recent development for me because I was always afraid, you know, again, I was afraid to sponsor because I thought, who am I to sponsor anybody? I'm a basket case, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but, uh, but I was ready. I knew I felt ready. Right. You know, when I was ready, I was ready. Right. And and then I think, you know, like um, I I have a lot to offer at, just by being myself. Absolutely. You know, so 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 that's and that's all I can be. And and so, you know, and I can comfort mm-hmm. and I can guide and I can be honest and be revealing. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, and if if you like that. If you need that, here I am. You know, um, here I am. That's exactly it. I mean, it's interesting. I was just telling somebody 
today, right before I got it by, by email, that the re, you know it take, took me a while to real long time to, to understand this and realize it. But you know, each one of us on this side can help if we can just help one person on the other side, right? Cross, you know, right. cross over. But and it's just, but you just don't know who or when, right? So no. the job no. is just to put it out there, right? Uh, isn't that the but isn't that the greatest thing like and that that speaks to like letting just letting it go Mm -hmm. and just let cool shit come in just you know stop putting up these barricades Mm -hmm. of deciding i'm gonna need this Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a you know massive control freak Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna yeah my expectations are huge so just okay whatever leave that at the side Mm -hmm. and just let stuff come in let it come in and see what happens Mm -hmm. you know and and like i have like I think to myself, well, when after I finish writing all these crazy stories, uh, my life should be a movie, and I'll get Alec Baldwin to play my husband. <laughs> That's and uh, I don't. I mean, for years, quite frankly, like um, years ago, like yeah. I, I had thought Woody Harrelson should play me in the movie version of my life, That's and that funny. now I've. I've since narrowed it down to it should be a lady. Yeah. Um, I don't know who, but, you know, it just it should be a woman this time. Um, but Alec Baldwin would make mm. perfect Dave Killian. And I think I have these really big dreams. Sure. And, and why not? And, you know, I don't, if I don't have them, who's going to have them for me? Exactly. You know, and, and if not me, then who? You know, um, it just, you know, I just, I can have these big dreams now. And they feel within reach Mm -hmm. i'm working toward them you know whereas i only ever was a pipe dream you Mm -hmm. know it was all a pipe dream i'd get good and loaded and i'd climb up into my brain and and have a pretend world when nothing really happened except i was getting high that's exactly it that's exactly it and that that all it all it keeps coming back to that just talking to um you know people about you know, specifically like their creative endeavors, whatever they may be, it's, you know, the notion that somehow addiction and, and you know, the drugs and alcohol are, are uh, necessary for the creativity. It's the exact opposite. You know, it's like all it does is, you know, with the the, the few exceptions that, that you see above board that have some, somehow managed to produce yeah, genius works Luke, yeah, at that yeah. point, you know, many of them are now not with us. Um, right, right. but, uh, you know, for most of us, it just, it puts us in our own head and we don't get anything done. We don't get shit done while we're, it's, right? It's so true. Um, you know, last, last night I was driving home from eating pizza and I was, the kids were in the other car. So my car was nice and quiet. My David was driving the other car and, and I was driving and I saw the moon mm. in the sky. Now I generally like I am an inside girl. I, I don't really like the outdoors. I like fluorescent lighting and air conditioning and I like to be in the house. If you want to go outside, <laughs> I can wave to you from the window. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I like it inside. But you know, um I'm looking up in the sky and I see this toenail moon when the kids were little, they would call it mm-hmm. the toenail yep. moon because mm-hmm. you just saw the sliver. Yeah, me too. And um and I I was looking at the toenail moon and I could see that as I looked at it, it was round. I, it had dimension. I, it was a ball. But, you know, it, at first glance, it looked like a toenail. And, but then I'm like, I'm looking at it. It was quite beautiful. Mm. And, and I thought, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm, I'm having a moment that felt very much like similar to when I would get high. Mm. Like, uh, like, it was a beautiful like revelatory moment of like really 
admiring nature. And it, it felt like I was a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. And I thought, this is what I wanted when I got sober. And mm-hmm. I went into a, a room full of people that said, don't worry, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, you, you know, you're going to have something better than what you thought you were having. And, and that's it. And I mm-hmm. thought, this is that this is one of those gifts where it I am in touch with my world mm-hmm. in, in ways I wanted to be I wanted that mm-hmm. when I was getting high I I wanted to feel special mm-hmm. and I feel special now that's fantastic and, and I it really is and I, and I just think how can I not tell people about this like i i don't want to sound like a quack but you know because i you know because i know i'm not and i you know i can be steady and sturdy and stable and you know i you know i own a home and pay my bills i got Mm -hmm. a car and i you know i i can do all the things that i should do as a law-abiding citizen (laughs) right (laughs) you know but i can still be have these extreme moments of like far outness. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting that you're saying all that. I mean, I love it. I I absolutely love so much of of what you're saying, like some of it, and it circles back to like this year, it's like part of, you know, what I've been hashtagging is, you know, keep recovery weird. It's like that. I think there's some sensation that when you get in recovery, that, that means you're more sedate, you're more, flatlined you're more i don't know what proper yeah. or something it doesn't, right. ha- it yeah. doesn't like, have to or mean conservative or conservative or, exactly yeah. and it doesn't have to mean any of those things i mean you can and and you know matt said something on an episode a couple episodes he goes it's recovery live that shit you know it's like you don't have to just recede in recovery yeah. or you don't you just don't at all they're not just have to you don't you don't at all it's right. it's you 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 go for you know you you come out you go forward right you you grow exactly. um you get bigger if you want to or whatever but yeah um, well it's like cust- you know like you go to the restaurant and they say customize your salad and then, <laughs> right. you know what i mean like yeah. you go well i'm gonna get a protein right. and i'm gonna get chicken and i'm gonna yeah. put strawberries i'm gonna get crazy i'm gonna put strawberries right. in my salad and i'm gonna get whatever kind of friggin' dressing I want. And, you know, it's going to be a Frankenstein salad and right. when I'm done with it. And and it's just like, that's what you can do with your recovery. You got you got to be true to yourself. Yep. You got to you got to take what you need. And and then, you know, everybody you can leave the rest to whoever else needs it. Mm-hmm. And just and nobody says you got to eat it all. Mm-hmm. You know, just eat, eat what you like and eat what's good for you. And um, so you don't shit your brains out later <laughs> on. Yeah. <you know? laughs> <laughs> oh, very. I am so glad uh, we did this. I'm, I'm, um, uh, Jeff and Matt are. I'm, I'm sure that we're gonna have to have you back because I know Jeff and Matt are gonna want to talk to you, and uh, I can't I imagine that. people want to hear more from you. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, um, they're gonna be so sad now. I feel bad for them. Oh, they'll be okay. <laughs> and but uh, you know, if nothing else, I'm so glad because I feel like uh, I, I want more. Uh, people that um follow me to know you um and uh to visit you at for now until you get your new site up highwiregirl.blogspot.com right correct and um, the new the new one is marykillian.com oh, and, and that'll a- take you that'll well that's not going to be the new blog that's the new website and that'll oh. take you 
to all the other oh, okay. oh, so wonderful locations. Oh, so MaryKillian.com's live. Yes, it okay. is live. Okay. There's not much on it, but it is live. But it has so links to everything else. It sure does. Gotcha. And, uh, and yeah, and the Roustabout Heart Adventures in Recovery is um, a terrific collection of... Um, uh, how, how do I characterize them? Because the thoughts i mean i guess they're thoughts right um, they're just but they're just thoughts of, of, of just a different variety it's a spectrum of of, of thoughts um and it's it's pretty fascinating um well mary uh is there anything anything i mean we've said a lot um chris you are you are a generous host and and this has been so much fun really and truly i was i was scared shitless all oh, day long no, and I, I, i'm and i'm glad it's over no i'm i'm <laughs> I'm just so grateful because yeah. it's, you know, I just, you, you've been excellent to me and, and just the warmth in your voice. Oh, and I just, I'm so grateful that we're friends. Well, me too. And I, I had a lot of fun. And if nothing else, Jeff and Matt are going to be scared because I did it by myself. <laughs> we did it together. We did it. Well, we did it by, together. You're right. I'm sorry. But I didn't have, like, I wasn't holding anybody's hand on this side. What, what people don't know is normally I'm holding each of their hands. Um, but, uh, Okay. Well, th- well. Thanks for making it uh, a pleasure and for making it, um, you know, it was you know effort. It was a terrific conversation. I guess is what I'm trying to say, uh, and I thoroughly thanks enjoyed you. it. Um, Me too. Right. I did as well. Right. Well, good. Well, um, and thanks uh, to uh, Mr. Killian for getting the headphones early on. He's excellent. I'll okay. tell him to send your regards. Right. I do. All right. All right then. Good night. All right. Good night. Bye. Another clean and sober intervention.